we're going and we are back it's what's the cheese and after a real big break on the silly season uh we are on our season finale with the long-awaited paddy whelan how's it going paddy not too bad boys yourself well i'm doing great what about you Bello? i'm all good are you nervous paddy no 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 not at all As I said. have you didn't done this sort of thing before no, this is actually my first ever podcast to do with anyone, so it's actually not bad at all. So I don't know, listen, I've been listening to I listened to most of them, I've listened to Gooses, Duffs. Uh I listened to a bit of Dave's very very disappointed with Rob Rob Costlow. <laughs> very disappointed with Rob Costlow. I have to say. I actually thought it would have been a bit more banter over him, but sure listen. Yeah, we tried our best. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then obviously the man that picked nominated me, Nicky. So enjoy. Uh, we, we won't get into his, just you know. So <clears throat> uh, hopefully you can show him up again. <laughs> ah, listen, I'll try. I'll try my best. I'll try my best. You know. So you don't shy away from the social media camera. You tend to do it. Uh, the lotto as well for a Russian leg, don't you? Yeah, well, as I'd say, he's now on part of the committee, so uh, there's a few of us that obviously do the committee. Like the, there's the committee, obviously, and then I went initially in as the, on the fundraising end of things, as you know, with the bingo, the the barbecue. We used a few few different nights. Bingo was the best. The, the drag bingo was definitely the, the best one of them all. Like, geez, it was some crack. You know, and it, it, I don't think Russia Lever, Russia will ever have a fundraiser as, as successful as that. Like, you think? You, know? uh, you think all the publicity around the controversy is that what? Oh really- Jesus Christ! And you know, I was actually mad because we actually got a few people from the the gay community, like the, the 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 LGBT community, and they came along and they just said to us, "said Listen, we actually came to support you because that 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 individual." is basically making a mockery of who we are and what we stand for and all. And we are like, listen, all we can say is thanks very much for coming. And as we said, we do apologize if we did offend anyone in the community, like, because it was never, ever, ever the intention to offend anyone, you know. But you get this one person that walks down the main street and, oh, I feel like I can't even walk down my own. I'm not safe anymore. Oh, man, that was... That, <laughs> <laughs> and I got I got a phone call off shrimp and shrimp's like Paddy we need to get this we have to scrap this day you know and we were like it's two days to go we can't scrap it like <laughs> uh, but like listen thank God it was a successful night unbelievable and obviously fair play to the boys as well for dressing up and we even got an extra man Alec Kersley dressed up he he wasn't even a part of it <laughs> he, he pulled off Tina Turner like it was absolutely unreal he actually looked better than Tina Turner did. <laughs> Are you saying just had that kind of costume handy? Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, it's so it's a bit of it's always handy to have, like just in case you yeah, destroy the identity of yourself, you know. Yeah, very nice. But uh, you actually for for this season finale, uh, we advertise you're actually not by yourself for this uh, interview because later on we're gonna have a Pooter Cup exclusive, and and we'll have uh, an exclusive as well from. An investigator we hired to go in and have a look at the pink house to see what's <laughs> actually going on. Uh, luckily, we'll have that later. Uh, so yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, we'll have a few breaks for you. You'll be you'll be fresh. 
Well, actually, two things. The accent. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm shocking at accents. So <laughs> I, I'm going to put that out there now. It's like literally a few minutes in, oh, yeah, I'm shocking at accents. So we won't, we won't be uh, expecting anything major off me. Nikki actually did pretty well to sound like Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, the mailbag, you know, obviously, that's been on my mind. That's what, what's been asked and what's not been asked. So we'll see. Is there anything I really hope it doesn't come up? What's that? No. Do you know what? There's actually nothing that I can think of. The only thing I do want to do is defend myself from uh, Matthew Duff. But Jack Fay is a very intimidating guy, like, even when he was a kid. So obviously he's going to make me fucking cry, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jack Fay has been, like, been on the bag since he's, like, 12 or something, so. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, uh, wouldn't you be intimidated by that, a, ga- a lad like him? Like, <laughs> who wouldn't? No, not at all. Jack, hey, what a trooper! <laughs> uh, did you have any tactics when you were in the polls? Uh, no, I just shared it just for the crack, like. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, two times. What's that? You got fairly close to getting on through the polls. Yeah, I've seen myself, and Tom, Tom was ahead of me at the start, I noticed. Mm. But uh, he obviously dropped back, and then mystery guest Paddy. Now, I haven't heard Paddy's, but I heard it's actually very good. So, And I've seen Paddy around town a few times, and good lad he is. I have to say, anytime you walk past him, he always gives you an LLO, and all. never never goes past anyone, like especially if you know he's from the town and all. So, yeah, Paddy's a good lad he is. Yeah, yeah, but like it's all right. It's all right being beaten by a mystery guest because it's the mystery behind it all that people want. Well, this know? is it. Like everyone wants to know who the mystery guest is. Like it's, that's the thing, you know. Yeah. And like as you said, like you don't know what they're gonna bring either. Like but as, come here, like the podcast of like as I said, I think the ones I've listened to have been good, very good so far. Like so, looking forward yeah. to seeing who comes on it next year and ne- well, not next year, next season. If you get me, like so. Mm-hmm. Fair play. Favorite one or. Uh, I actually enjoyed Goose, actually. Goose was actually very good. I actually thought he, like, he just came across very well, like, and unfortunately, because he's a teacher, he can't really go Goose, Goose, that we all know, but uh, he was good. Duff was good now, I have to say. Give Duff a good L, but obviously, the, the main man himself, Glenn Hogan. <laughs> Glenn was definitely, definitely good now, I have to say, especially, it was that good, it was two parts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, but yeah, like I, 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 I felt Glenn obviously had a lot to get off his chest, especially with the way he left and stuff like that. And then for me, it's a pity he's left the club. Like, you know, he's 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 been between a player and a manager. Like he's been, he has. He's been a credit to the club, and like he did. Like I know he didn't really get the. Like, I know Adrian gave him an L mention and all that, and. I, like, I think with the year that was in the pandemic and all, it did kind of take away from even a night out. Like, you know, I think if it was a night out there and there was a speech, how he would have got a good speech there, you know. And but uh, like, come here when I was there doing the tours, like I clashed with Hoagie and Asa. But it was my biggest regret was kind of having a fallout with Asa during the season because it just made things difficult. And even Valo, you know yourself, like even when it came to training. 
they were taking more of the, the, the ground than we were and we had more players and it just got silly, you know, and it was one thing that i take away from it that, like, oh yeah, shouldn't have got hot-headed and it was purely over. Ace just wanted young lads to progress in the club and completely agree and just me, like, I just was being selfish in a way because obviously I wanted us to either get promoted or win the league, but... And uh, what do you have anything to say about your leaving the club? Nicky seemed to think you didn't maybe get enough credit. Ah, listen, like I haven't left the club. That's the thing. Like I'm still in the committee. I'm in the background. So, uh, listen, I wouldn't have done. I wouldn't have been done as well, like well in the tours if I didn't have like yourself, Allo, uh, Mackie, Dukey, and Tom. Like in fairness, I don't think I gave Dukey enough for all, and I, I think I was a bit harsher to him and. I actually, to be quite honest, that was another fuck up from myself. Like, you know, I shouldn't have, like, Dukey fair play to him. He never missed it. Like, he was there at nearly every training session. He was there at every game. Never once complained. Yeah, we had, he said what he had to say, and that's the person Dukey is. And you, you would, like, that's one thing I have to give Dukey. He is literally, if he has something to say, I get it off in chest instead of it being yeah. dragged out and not saying anything. Like, so. I do, I do feel that I was harsh to Dukey, you know, that I didn't give him more of a role in the team, like, but, as I said, you, you learn these things as you go on, like, so if I was ever to go back, like, definitely I'd take every bit of help that I get, like, you know, and like, as I said, it was, I couldn't have, couldn't have asked for better help anyway from, like, from you, Valo, Mackey, Dukey and Tom. Listening more to uh, people around you, is there any other keys you would give to being a great manager to someone who was aspiring <laughs> to be a manager? Oh, Jesus, I wouldn't call myself a great manager now. <laughs> yeah, escape <laughs> promotion. Uh, oh, come here, listen, as I said, I wouldn't have done it without the, the lads that are around me. So, like, I never, like, like, Valo will tell you, like, I'd be texting, like, all right, lads. <laughs> Well, what are we doing? We're trying tonight. Valo will be like, yeah, sorry, Paddy, I have a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Just show up with all the gear, like, and it's like, yeah, so. <laughs> well, to be fair, like, uh, you went from, that team was, I think, like, bottom of the bottom division this season. Oh, yeah. Him, like, so. Like, I think it was, I think the big thing that season was having days nearly every game. Jack Fay was on form. Yourself, Balo, I played you right back. Well, I'm right, right back, wasn't it, a lot of the season? Unfortunately, yes. And you know, and you know, you fucking hate it, but you actually played really well there. Uh, yourself, Craig Fortune was a big, big one. Like yeah. having Craig there was in the post was unreal, and I don't think we would have done. Like especially Dave, I felt Dave and Craig connected very well together because Craig with that long, long ball to Dave. Like, I think, Jesus, some of Dave's goals that season where the assist was Craig Fortune. <laughs> you know, like your keeper fucking setting you up, like, that's, 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 that's good. Like, so. Long ball specialist. Yeah, well, that was Mackie as well. Mackie just loves, hey, boys, we're going to play a bit of Jack Charlton. We're going to just hoof that thing up the field. <laughs> if you saw someone on the other team scream hoof every time he kicked the ball, you'd be very confident going into that game. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, yeah, Mackie loved a good old hoof now, even when he was on the field. Hoof the team, you know, like, and like, and that was even hard because I had Mackie in to help me, but I didn't start him really too often, and he didn't get on at times either because I just felt he didn't fit in with the squad that we had. 
because as Valerie, you were saying, we done well that season in the case that we nearly had the same starting 11 every Sunday. So we formed a good starting 11. We had we had two, maybe two lads from the first team there as well, but we tried to keep, we, we kept it as minimum as possible, like, which was good. So, but uh, now it was, and the lads deserved the credit for that season. Like, we really pulled it out of the bag. Like, we were robbed, like, a couple of games. Like, even uh, Ivy won the league, wasn't it, Valo, that year? And even the game against them at home, they beat, they beat us 3 2. Jeez, we should have won. And we were, we were just screwed off by the referee. You know, but they were a good side. They were very good. And should they fold it in the following season or something, didn't they? They went up or something. They folded it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think I don't think they stayed up anyway, if they did. Players. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't think so. So, But obviously, with my job, that was one of the reasons why I walked away from helping. Because like, I was going to try to help Doug the season. He took on the team for that very short stint he did. Oh, yes. <laughs> No, but like I was, I was gonna try help off, but it unfortunately just work. I was down the country a lot, like I do be work. We do be down the country a little bit, so I didn't actually get a chance to get get back in. I was actually looking forward to going back up and helping, but it's just it, it is hard between work commitments and stuff like that. Um, and you, you know, at the time we had to always take like a first team player too. Do you, how would you feel about that? Like, do you think it's better to do that or to have a set squad? Uh. I think if you can build a set squad with what you like, if you can make like a strong starting eleven, because I know Tom did that the the year he's won the league, he more or less had the same eleven starting every Sunday, didn't he? Yeah, more or less. He Tom didn't have. He's gonna play himself anyway, so that was a certainty. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get into that. <laughs> here, I play Tom in the middle of the park, and I remember taking him off was always a, was always. A, was always a chore because he always came off in a huff and you're like, Jesus, Tom, like, you're not able to keep up. You've given me, you have to give me good, 50, 50 good minutes there. So don't, don't, don't overkill yourself, you know? And then fucking Tom be gone, get his gear bag and gonna off play a game after. Like, <laughs> not, not many lads in their 50s are able to do that. Like, <laughs> you know, so no, I have to say like, like Tom was, geez, he was great help. Like, and, like Tom deserves major credit for that tour team, like because he started, took them the first season, second season just wanted to focus on playing. I took them obviously, I helped them the first season myself and Joey Clare. Second season, I took the team. Third season, back Tom again, and then Duff and Keith now and Keith staying on, isn't he as tour team manager? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's what I mean. And I heard he's 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 brought a lot. Like he, I heard Keith's very good. I haven't obviously seen any games or anything, so. Yeah, I played a bit last season. He, he knows what he's doing anyway. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and uh, you brought up a uh, guard there, and uh, if I remember correctly, I think Nicky manages guard. Uh, who would oh, you consider? Like, obviously, different sports, but uh, the fundamentals of managing, I uh, know, uh, who would be better, uh, you <laughs> or Nicky as a manager? Do I have to answer this one because I obviously it's gonna be me. Like he even he even actually asked me to go up and help him manage the miners. <laughs> Tom, how it's done? Oh, I don't know. Listen, uh, I think Nicky Nicky's record is very bad. He got knocked out of the championship, I think, first game. Uh and I think they were like mid table or something. Right. Yeah, we won't. We won't. 
<laughs> you send, I say Nicky would actually get an under eight relegated from a league, even though they're not even in ta- There is no league. <laughs> You're not so. coming in to save them then, no? No, no. That's his mess, not mine. <laughs> no, Nicky should just stick to the old nets now. He should. Good old keeper. Like, I had, he played, I think I got him for two games for us. But it's just a nightmare trying to manage him, like because he, he wouldn't listen to me at all. Like so I kind of let let Tom deal with Nicky. I even had to tell Mackie. I think maybe I said to Valo and Duke as well. Just don't let let Tom deal with him. Like mm. yeah, it was just he's like we all know. Like he's he's hot headed. Like he's, like the, I think he was talking about a game there. He got sent off. It was actually against Balbriggan at the back pitch. And he literally, instead of catching the ball, he literally just drop-kicked your man. I was like, what are you doing? Like, they were already like 6-1 down or 7-1 down. Like, and Nicky just drop-kicked your man straight red. And then throws the gloves on and he wonders why everyone does be annoyed with him. <laughs> but like, as his brother, if anyone's going to have a chance of managing him, surely it's you. No, no, definitely not. Ah, <laughs> uh, listen, Nicky, he is. Like, he, Nicky's good. He, when he... When he has the right person managing him and they can get into his head, like as I said, he he just he loses the head too quick and it's silly, like you know. And it's not as you say, football nowadays you can't really lose the head anymore. Like she's just sent off. The referees don't take it anymore. They don't want it. And even cursing on a ref now doesn't exist. Like it's a straight card, yellow or red, depending on how bad it is. What you say, you know, like it's so Nicky doesn't have to. It's just, I don't know, he's just hot-headed. And even when he's a winning, he's still tick. Like, what do you take for you, though? He's a winning. <laughs> you know? Uh, since you didn't go to uh, St. Moore's and you were asked to go there uh, by, by Nicky, were you asked to go anywhere else to be a manager? No, no, no. I wasn't, I wasn't allowed last time at the door saying, hey, listen, you want to be the, this team manager, that team? No, so I went, there, I went, out, on the, I went out on a high. No point. Just put that notepad and pen away and just never look at it again. <laughs> I know, listen, I hope to go back one day, like, but not at the moment. If you ever go back, will you do the uh, the Mackie match ratings and, and his little notebook? <laughs> listen, I never ever got a chance to look at Mackie's notebook and I never want to see because I say he's playing hangman with himself or something. <laughs> yeah, he's very careful about it, isn't he? Yeah, oh, Jesus, he went... I, <laughs> he went mad one day because everyone, I think, put their stuff in. The, we were on one, one of the pitches. We didn't have uh, we didn't have changing rooms. What's that? It was over near Dundromax. There was no changing rooms. And Mackie's book of tricks was there, and one of the lads pulled it out there trying to find it. And Mackie lost. I said, Mackie, relax. It's only a book. Like he absolutely went mental. I was like, Jesus Christ. But listen, like. Oh, bother, we'll just get, a, get you one of them books with the lock on it and key. Here you go, Mac. <laughs> uh, Sean, you might not know, but uh, Mackie used to, after every match, he'd give everyone a match rating, like, so yeah. put like a 6.7 beside you or something, and he'd <laughs> guess when the goals were scored. So he'd put down, like, oh, 12th minute Dave scored. Like, you wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> 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 but, like, if the other team got that book then like they have all your tactics they have all your oh, players yeah. and how they played in the last game like if they if they found that book you're snooker for that game but you just it, all you, do you know what it is though in the picture is it's a there's a say cutout of somebody and their heads on it dave's head on some cutout 
and then it's literally the ball being hoofed up the field. So it's not really tactical, is it? Watch out for the long ball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, lads, we played these already. Just they're gonna hoof. Just everyone defend. <laughs> they're gonna hoof it, but they're good at it. So just watch yeah. out. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, were you the? Uh, I think you're the only person I actually know who. Well, to my knowledge, have, didn't actually play for Rush, but managed it. So, I, did you I play? played for Rush, yeah. Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I played for, would have been Eddie Martin and Paul Power, obviously, as a kid. And then when I went under 11s, I was with Donald Hammond and Mal. And I left them, and I went a team ahead. So I played for Tony Payne, and I under. 14th, I think, under 13, 14th, and that was literally then the furthest I ever went, like, so. Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. growing, up, growing up in St. Catharines, you kind of have to play, don't you? It's like right oh, there. there. Yeah, like, come here, like, we, the pitches, we had the pitches on our doorstep, like, which was great, you know, and then even beforehand, around even when I was playing, you had the gap pitch there where the, the pitch is in the middle. Mm. So that was that was the gap pitch. I'd say you remember that anyway, it is. Yeah, yeah. Until they took yeah. on down for the, well, I don't know. It's very, it's very unstable pitch there now, isn't it? That's a big. Yeah, story. well, I think they're they're in the middle of trying to get it all sorted because, like, go with the season when it does ever kick off. Hopefully, it does soon. Like the way things are, uh, they're hoping to have that pitch some way much better. Like they're supposed to level it out and stuff like that. The councillor. We don't know. We don't. As I said, I don't know that end of things. I don't. We don't get. I don't get involved. In it, to be quite honest. Um. But because we're gonna have four senior teams, like like if we've only in theory two pitches to use because the front pitch will be for intermediate. Like so. Does anyone know uh, what's going on after digging it up or anything? Because just that you are on the committee. Uh, digging which up the pitches. Yeah. No, there's no plans, or as I said, I haven't heard as of yet, like any mm. plans to dig anything up. So, okay, okay, but um, yeah, growing up in uh, St. Catharines, who did you pal around with most? Uh, I started, Jesus, I started off with uh, Matthew, Whitt- no, Shane Wheel, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, his brother, like, I used, I used to always pal about there with him, like Matthew, and then obviously, then there was the Dolphs. The Maddens, the Kerr's Lakes, and later on, as we went to second school, Goose, the Gorman came along, and then El Jonesy. <laughs> so then, but Jonesy would, like, uh, as kind of time went on, we all, and Jimmy as well, Jesus, brother, little Jim. Um, as time went on, we all kind of started drifting apart. As when we kind of more went 18, 19, like, and then there was a bit of follow up between myself and Duff. We didn't speak for a few years and and then that we just got over that and set like civil like we talk to her now and all that like still good friends like never net like wouldn't have a bad word to say about Duff, you know. I would not have anything bad he, do you know he was one of my best friends. He was a loyal friend and he'd do anything for you. Like he'd go out of his way for you. But uh I think I did hear him say they didn't get invited to me thirtieth. <laughs> so uh, no that wasn't the case at all it was uh, he just didn't make the cut <laughs> no it was literally only meant to be just a few friends and like 
calling over. It wasn't even for the thirty, it was more for like a house one. So sorry though if you missed out on that one as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh listen, he doesn't have to worry about the wedding invitation. There's there'll be there'll be one somewhere along the line. If someone if someone can't go, I'll give him one so yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, he's, he'll he'll be there. He'll be there, no bother anyway. Yeah. Uh, but from what's yeah, actually congratulations on getting engaged. Saw the video and everything, Paddy. <laughs> Uh, thanks very much. Yeah. The video was actually um, wasn't actually meant to happen. So our ma was so we set it up with our, our sister helping me with it, like and our dad obviously because I had to ask permission. So uh, we were there and we were trying to find a way to do it. And said, "Oh, listen, I'll do it. Talk waterfalls." And uh, I said, "Sure, I'll set the camera up the tripod and just start taking pictures of people, each one and all that." And, I'll set up then that I'll take photos of me and Caroline like. And um her ma was actually there trying to was t- meant to take a photo, but she hit video by an accident. So she just videoed the whole thing and we were like, Oh my god, friend take you like So yeah, I was good now I have to say it was I'm actually looking at it, what was it? Twenty seventh of the ninth. See, I'm dreadful with dates. And she she'd shoot me like for forgetting every date, so or she'd have every date for everything. You know, so how, how do you plan it? Like, what 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 made you decide the waterfall to be the spot? Because uh, we kind of had that day planned. The first day we went there, we had it planned. So we were going to Muckross House and a few other places, but sure, all, a lot of it was cancelled because we ended up, when we got engaged, it was just like, right, let's go back to the hotel and let's have a few celebration drinks. Like, so, but uh, no, it, was, it took a bit of planning, all right, but we got there and she said, yeah, thank God. So. And does this mean less time to hang around with the lads, Paddy? No, no, no. Actually, do you know what? She's, she actually pushes you out and says, go on, go see the lads. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Uh, but, uh, no, she, uh, so. No, no. It said it was going for a point to be no issue. So, but there's nowhere to fucking go, so it's either me sitting around in the kitchen. <laughs> so, You've so. been keeping yourself busy in any new hobbies or anything? No, oh, well, I got a drone for Christmas, so I'm going around with the drone there at the moment, just trying to get my head around it. So, right. yeah, 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 huge into photography, actually, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Well, I was in it, and then finally went out of a phase there for a while, and then I got a new camera for my birthday. So, I actually was out this morning uh, trying to get stuff, but it's too, too, uh, it was too uh, misty. So, just got a nice one of me, the dog, and Caroline in front of the harbour. <laughs> And have you seen um, the the new photography page on Instagram and all? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Goose, Glenn Bollard, Graham Martin. There's a few of them there actually. Geez, some some good snaps there. I have to say, they actually yeah. really have got some good ones now. Jesus, consider them competition now then, or? No, actually, I've said to the boys. I said, Jesus, they're out and about. Give the shout, and I go go with them. Like it's the bit of crack. Like you know, like they they really have gotten some good photos now. And uh, like they're even, I don't know who it was. They got one there, the main street there, up there towards Walters, of the old houses there. And then Sweets is on his bike there, the young lad actually, I think. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Tom O'Neill actually, is it? Maybe you got that one. I think I'm not got, too sure. Might have got tagged in there, all right, yeah. Yeah, I have to say, very good snap. And then the one of the 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 elderly gentleman as well. That was that was actually a very good one as well. Yeah. yeah. It seems like a, an awful lot on like uh, Twitter and Instagram stories. Uh, there were a lot of 
sunset and sunrises, everyone was putting yeah. up. Uh, it was almost like everyone was big into Newgrange again, like five thousand years. Yeah, ago. This is, <laughs> no, oh. it is. It's some like I'm like even like people's phones, like people's phones are getting some snaps on them lately. Like, like, I, like it's just noticing on Instagram, people are putting up on their story of pictures that they've gotten and all, but like they are like it's it, it's a great hobby to get into. Like more, I'd be I'd be more into like. Uh, what doing the bird watching? And not not if for anyone. It's not women watching. It's actual flying birds. Now, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, I just think it's a it's very interesting. It is uh, like trying to get them taken off and even what they're doing in their in their natural habitat and stuff. So uh, that does be good. I'm trying to get a bigger lens again to try and try and get that like get them because sometimes it would be so hard to get them. From the distance without scaring them off. So, mm. but where where would you go to get them? Like, would that maybe Rogerstown or? Uh, but you know, actually, I've never done Rogerstown yet. That's, I haven't. I've never gone there. I've never thought of it. But I, during the lockdown, first lockdown, I spent a good bit of time over in Germanic. So one day I sat over there for about uh, five six hours, and didn't even answer my phone or nothing. Just sat there and. Move to different parts of it and all, and so it came out with some good snaps on it. So, but like you could take you could take a thousand photos and two of them could be good. The rest <laughs> of them are just deleted. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. no, Derek Balf was my biggest um, uh, was my biggest inspiration to get into it. You know, Derek, I don't, I, he's not nano uh, photograph, is it? Uh, I'm gonna take a stab at it and say that he took photos for uh, Saint Moore's, right? No. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, ah, uh, he's 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 unreal. Like his work is just second to none. Like and Leo Bizet as well. Two very good photo- photographers. Like, like they set up the Rush Camera Group. So unfortunately, that's not gone because of the pandemic. But I'm waiting for that to get going so I can actually open my open my skills a bit because. If you're gonna learn off two good people, they're the two best people around. Like even Gary O'Shotens, he said the same. Like and Gary's gotten some quality snaps. Like even doing the football matches and then any of the horse, the, he does a lot of. He does be out with the horses with his sister and stuff like that. So mm. he's gotten some unbelievable snaps. So between Gary, Derek, and Leo, they'd be three very good inspirations to watch and YouTube and stuff like that. I've actually never heard of that. There's a Rush Photography Club. Yeah, yeah, the Rush Camera Group, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people would actually be very interested in that. Right? I, well, that's, that, I think, actually, I, I'm only kind of guessing here when it does get going again. I wouldn't be surprised to see the lads all in it. Because I know Glenn, Glenn Bollard, he's, he's, I've seen some of his work over the years. Because he follows that, that, the boys from Rush there, that, um, that uh, they support Metallica. Flames, um, fan club is that? I think that's the one. Yeah, that's them. Yeah, as one of them. Now I can't remember his name. Uh, he was in my year. He done transition year. Obviously, he's a year ahead of me, and then transition year. So fifth and sixth year was in my year. But he, I think he's the lead singer. But Glenn has gotten some snaps of them. Like even the one they actually put up on the group. Of Glenn in front of the stage. Now I have to say Glenn's work because I don't know. I don't know if Glenn was into landscape beforehand. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, Glenn's work now is very good. And he like even the detail he catches in his photographs, like even like with the drummer, like and one of the the band members could be just sitting there, like 
and just thinking away to themselves. But that picture just caught perfectly. Mm. So yeah, no, I have to say I have to give Glenn a good shout as well. Like he is very, very good, like photographer. So I'd say it's a lot of work, like you said. If you take a thousand snaps, uh, only two might be good, and the amount you'd have to take at a concert or something like that would be. This is it. Like I use Lightroom. That's what I was advised to use. You know, and I'd say, I, I, I'm only guessing again that Glenn uses the same. Like, I'd say Glenn, I'd say if he does do the gigs with the lads, because I know he goes to a lot of their gigs. I, I don't know if this is Glenn's full-time job or not. I don't know, because I know when he was playing for the club, Glenn, I don't know what he did, but he missed training and, like, he could only make once a week or some weeks he couldn't make it at all, like, but, um, but if, like, when he was following the boys around, like, I'd say, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was taking two, three thousand photographs and he was only getting about 40 out of it, like, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's for Glenn to say, like, what, he, what he's gotten, like, as I said, I don't know what way he operates, but he is, he's very good. I have to, I have to give it to him. When you first started doing it, how do you, like, learn what, what you're doing? Do you just ask people or do you have to look it up or what? I, I just kind of went by myself. I, I asked Eric for a lot of tips. And he gave me magazines and stuff, so I just read the magazines, and I still have loads of them there to read. Like, he literally gave me, I think, about 100 magazines, and he said, Paddy, if you're going to learn, you'll learn from these magazines, like so. And then I've, I, uh, Baz and Holland, he got into it there during the lockdown as well, and he, he found an online course that was actually free. Uh, no, it wasn't, it was 20 euros or something. And I actually haven't even finished that yet, but... I have I plan to get into it and now with the drone now as well and literally like I didn't even know I was getting a drone <laughs> for Christmas it was a it was a bonus I was and I'm getting into that now like I don't know if you've seen the video I shared of Johnny's yesterday. Uh, oh, yesterday. Really? Uh, your drone? No, that's not me. That was Johnny. Johnny Martin. Oh, I thought you lent him the drone for that. No, no, John, that's how I got in because we went out to Kilkenny one day myself, Johnny and uh, Carolyn Lisa. We went to a place called Woodstock Gardens in Kilkenny. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No. Great old spot. Jesus. Some, some, some area like it. So he brought the drone. Obviously, I brought the camera. Like, but I was just really intrigued at what he was doing and showing me everything. Like how high it could go up and how much of the landscape it was getting and stuff. And then Johnny put a video together of him. Oh, it was class. So, like I was. It was something I said, oh, I'll get in a couple of years' time. But did not expect to get it on Christmas Day. Anyway, that's for sure. It must have been very good this year, Paddy. Oh, thank you. Very good. Keep it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. wonder what he's going to bring me next year. <laughs> Wouldn't have ideas. Pick up a new hobby. <laughs> well, that's what actually Caroline was saying. She's like, Paddy, I actually do not know what to buy you anymore. Because like, you literally have... Because she got me the ca- new camera for my birthday and then the drone for Christmas. Like, so. yeah. well, maybe uh, if you get good enough at flying the drone, you can... Uh, Join them lads down at Germana to fly the planes. You ever see them? Yeah, I did. That's what I was actually over my Maj yesterday, and then my Maj goes, There's them boys in their toys flying their airplanes. <laughs> yeah, there's there's only Oaks there. Do you see the size of them? Yeah. They're big enough, like. Yeah, they're mad. And they're, they're noisy as well. Like, you can't, like, you can hear them fairly far away. Like, so, yeah, there's three or four of them up there with different planes and all. Deadly it is. Fair play, so. Are they the ones that do the air show at the Rush Harbour Festival? Yeah, they are, yeah. <laughs> Just making sure. Same guy. Steve Action Man on the, the top of the plane doing the stunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, what you call it? I think 
just because we have to do small little uh, breaks in between, we're just going to uh, give it a little time for the private investigator on the pink case, if that's all right. <laughs> yeah, that's no bother at all. Uh, before we go, though, I, I want to give you the chance to defend yourself, Paddy, okay? Oh, so, gee, here we go. <laughs> so when you were manager of Rush, okay, there was yeah. rumours going around a training that you're there swiping away on Tinder instead of doing the drills. Do you want to defend yourself? <laughs> Matthew Duff. Happy Matthew Duff. <laughs> I remember, actually, there was one day I was on the sideline, and this was the first season. I don't think it was when I was manager. I think it was when I was helping Tom. And the because there was a different tone for Tinder it was, and that went off. <laughs> and all you hear, of all lads to hear, Matty Duff, oh, who is he, Matty? Phone went on silent straight away. <laughs> Usually, any time you whip out your phone, <laughs> that's the only Yeah, <laughs> literally, Joey Claire would just slag me every time. Ah, there's Paddy again on Tinder. <laughs> oh Jesus! It was yeah. I got caught solid that day, and I definitely have to say that I was matched up that after that said that because he was the one that fairly hit me with it. But I might be wrong. Oh, that wasn't anyone actually asked. Though. I just I just wanted to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> you remember from the the dressing room conversation? <laughs> Paddy on Tinder again while not listening to what the game plan is. <laughs> And that, I don't believe that because it's very unlike Matty Duff to start sneering at someone. <laughs> no, not at all. No, that wouldn't be his character in any way. <laughs> we, we'll say no more. <laughs> all right, run the clip. We'll run the clip. And we are live with the uh, private investigator that we hired for the looking up the Pink House exclusive. And Mr. Investigator, uh, lovely, lovely to meet you, by the way. But uh, well, let's just, let's just kick things off. Uh, first things first. Can you confirm the rumors? What rumors would you be talking about? Oh, you know, like the rumors that this whole thing is meant to be a. There's a rumor that it's a. That's a brothel. Is that what I was meant to be looking out for? That's bloody disgusting. How did you say it though? There was some dodgy activity going on over there some of the time. Oh really? Do you want to name anyone in particular? Well, I don't want to say his name. But you might catch this lad cutting your grass sometime, even if you didn't ask him to do it. Someone cutting my grass and not asked him to do it? I, no one comes to mind, but uh, do you mind telling us uh, how you went about your investigation? I was in Genoa's keeping an eye on it for the amount of time the COVID restrictions would allow me to. No longer. I abide by the rules. Well, here at the Cheese, we abide by the rules too. That's why we have to do all these Zoom calls. But tell me, uh, is there any kind of secret code to get into this place? It seems very exclusive, like given we have to hire someone to see what's actually going on in there. No, not in particular. I didn't notice any code to get in, but... I'm sure because of COVID, though, you probably have to make a booking of some sort anyway. Oh, really? Because I have heard very recently, like, that the bus stop has something to do with getting in. Like, if you wait there long enough at a certain time, a time where a bus isn't even coming, they'll just let you in. I did notice some people at the bus stop counting money in their wallets. And then I turned, and when I looked back, they'd be gone. 
Well, I think we can consider those people caught red-handed. Uh, absolutely, they went in for accounting money pretty much outside the pink house. But tell me, did you go in at all, Mr. Investigator? I did go in after I finished my dinner box. I said, I was walking into the house, it seemed normal enough, but on the way up the stairs, there's this priceless and... If you think the price are bad and you know, you should try going over there. Total extortion. Was, I was going to go on and upstairs and maybe see what I could get, but with the money you're paying me, I couldn't afford to take another step in the bloody place. But um, talking about the money, I'm not, I don't even get enough for this investigation. I just put my life and my hands going over into that place now, and I won't be going there again. Uh, now here, we discussed how much you're going to get paid beforehand. We gave you... I can't believe we're saying this online, but we gave you 30 euro. You know, that's that enough for your luncheon, you know, it's enough for your dinner as well, okay? So, I don't want to hear any more complaint about that. You're giving us a bad name here, saying we're cheap or something? What, are we from Lusk? Get out of here. Uh, so, uh, Paddy, what do you think of that interview? Uh, it pretty much confirms that uh, the pink house is a brothel. Oh, I tell you. It's unreal. Oh, hello. Come here, listen. <laughs> it's unreal, <laughs> Try to get it. Try to get in one time before they wouldn't let me in. So, <laughs> say during COVID, you have to. You really have to make a booking as well for as well. Like, is I'd there a, have, make a booking? I'd say, I'd say you'd have to bring uh, your old vaccine with you. <laughs> <laughs> I say you'd have to bring plenty of jabs there with you. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not just COVID you're gonna get in that place. <laughs> plenty more on top. <laughs> well, I think John Charles has walked out there before. I'm even surprised. John Charles, see, see John's out cycling. Don't mind him. He's parking his bike around the back of that gaffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Followed by Max walking out. No. <laughs> uh, uh, what's going Do you have any New Year's resolutions this year? Uh, no, just be happy, healthy, get through the air. Pretty, as I said, it's it's a pretty hard one for everyone. Like you know, it's between the the virus and then people losing loved ones and uh, weddings and stuff like that. And uh, <clears throat> no, it's just get through this year. Just be happy and enjoy it. Like twenty twenty wasn't too bad for me. Like in the case of got me house, was engaged, and then we got well, sorry the dog then engaged. So. And then um, this year is the same. Just hopefully everything works out well for us. So. Did you get? Did you rescue a dog or what? No, we tried. We tried with a few different rescues, and uh, we were having no luck at all. A few of them went with photographs and kept saying, "Oh, your backyard is too small. Your work hours don't suit." Um, a few different things, you know. And then uh, Caroline's sister got in touch with me and says, "Paddy, listen, there's a girl down here selling the German Shepherd." What do you think? Like down there where they live, so they actually went to check it out for me. And I was actually just going to go down and get the dog and surprise Caroline with it, but I kind of had to discuss to take the money out of the account, so that, uh, <laughs> I, had to tell, I had to ask. So we made a decision, went down, she was only eight weeks old, so eight, yeah, eight or nine weeks, and <clears throat> we brought her back then. So I know she's great, good, good old addition to the house anyway. So. Yeah, just a puppy right now? Six months, yeah, so, ah, so she's good. Dragging you around, yeah. <laughs> oh, do you know what? She's, she's strong enough. Like, you'd be there, like, she's a few toys there, and you'd be there 
playing with her and she'd pull you across the floor if she really wants to. Like, so. But uh, yeah, no, she's um, <clears throat> she's good, good. Like, it's, cause, so you say, <clears throat> I do be away a lot, of, as I was saying earlier, with work. So it's more that just there's a uh, bit of protection here in a way for Caroline, like, because just it's not nice to leave her in the house on her own either. Like, so. so. The German Shepherd should do the job for that then. <laughs> yeah, well, like she actually is. Like if you knock them down in now or anyone just even walks past, like she'd just be sat up, like tail in the air, the hairs are standing on her back and all. Like she's, she's brilliant. Like so it's yeah, like because it was actually I was in Kilkenny. The reason why we ended up getting a dog was I was in Kilkenny and she sent me a picture of a cat. It's like oh listen, there's one of our friends found. I was like oh can we take it? I was like here listen, we want the cat to take the fucking thing. So I was like I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't be a cat person now, and the more I thought about it, then I just said to her, listen, I'm not saying that. I said, no, because I wasn't mad at getting a dog straight away, and then eventually I just gave in and said, listen, with me being away and work, at least it's company in the house for you as well, and as well as protection in a way for, like, if someone did come near the house or anything like that, but I don't think we'll ever have that, like, we're not too bad, because Vinny's two doors up as well, so he lives two doors up. <laughs> Vinny's better than a dog. I'd want Vinny protect me. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of other hands off now, so he's he's uh, he's he's good to have around. <laughs> um, would you be a bigger uh, football fan or a rugby fan? Uh, a rugby. Yeah, definitely. Um, I might not have actually yeah, thought that, Cause especially with Scary's rugby club so close. Like, how come we never got involved with that over? And for a few, after I left from the under-13s, I went to Scary's Rugby. Oh. So I went to play for them for a few years, and then I gave that up then. Mm. See, I died with a couple of Scary's laughs. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what makes you prefer rugby? More action? or? It was just, I, I was just always in, interested in the sport, kind of, like, I always had a big build, like, so kind of suiting me more than trying to... I, I actually got away with squeezing a rugby jersey on than I did a football jersey, you know? Because <laughs> it's supposed to look tight on you in rugby, not in football. <laughs> so, now uh, I played... I was front row for a long time. I, well, that's where I played my my, my uh, time in rugby. Like, was actually only, we were actually only laughing the, the other night, talking to Vinny and... His fiance and Eve, like, and she was saying, Oh, do you never play? I was like, Yeah, actually, I did. I said, The one time actually, Vinny and Nikki were forced to go watch because I'd always go and watch them two play football, like, especially with Vinny when he was because he was obviously with Rush, Glebe, yeah. in a way, in Wrexham and stuff like that, like, so. And um, Belvedere as well, he played a lot of his time in Belvedere when he left Rush. So. Um, but uh, my ma forced the two of them to go watch me. And uh, I was just so went on. I actually had the game of my life, <laughs> and uh, I held the ball up twice on the on the try line, and I actually scored a try as well. And uh, I looked over, and there's Mickey and Vinny kicking a football in the car park. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I said to myself, uh, "Thanks, lads, for coming to watch me." Dad and I said to him after the they watch me anyway today. No, he didn't need to start kicking football straight away. Woman like. <laughs> <laughs> lad. So. I always thought with, uh, like, when sometimes you get up for a soccer match and, like, it's really cold, you're like, oh, just, like, going to not be, maybe not too involved here. I know I'm going to be shy. Like, for rugby, 
you're getting up in that morning, not being watched by a big crowd, and you're going to get absolutely taken out of it by like oh. huge lads. I just don't know how they motivate themselves at all for it. Oh, listen, it's just uh, but it's like as you said, it's it's what they're into, you know, and it is. It's just it's a savage sport, and the thing about it is, it's <clears throat> it's it is better better played than football, you know. Like it's 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 ref properly. The players listen to the referee, like the referee's decision. The referee has to shut up. That's it. You don't because you're just going to be penalised. Where in football, you have every player, including the manager, and all running off the sideline there to go to the referee and tell them. Like I know they've kind of straightened the rules a bit, but it's I still think the football is a long, long way away from getting back to the way it was. Yeah. It's not Nicky It's not what? Nicky sport, <laughs> the rugby. <laughs> you know what? Actually, Nicky would have actually done well because in Joey's, I tried to set up a rugby team for the school. Oh. And Nicky was there, did the training with us. Like We got a fella from Scaries, came down. He's like, oh, well, it'll be this year, I'll train you, and the next year it'll be, we'll get you into competitions. And he was fairly decent at the kicks. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he was actually pretty good at the kicks and stuff like that. So, which, as I said, Nicky does have a decent kick on, on him in himself. Like, um, the rugby didn't obviously, I don't, I think they got a team going in the end, the school. I'm not too sure. Uh, but obviously when I was there it fell apart like lads were like oh I want to play a match and your man's like listen lads you're nowhere near you've never played a sport in your life <laughs> you know how you have to learn how to take a tackle and get, do a tackle at someone running fucking head on to you like yeah. uh, speaking of Joey's would you have been a bit of a messer in school I was a bollocks <laughs> <laughs> what kind of stuff do you do at first the third year I was I was a disaster the school even they actually the school actually asked my man and dad for me not to go back in fifth year, and my ma had to fight with the school actually to for me to actually go back. I, I listen, I was a disaster. I won't lie, because I get like I just I just did silly silly things. I got suspended like two weeks before my first year was over, and that was because I pushed Glenn Ballard off the table. <laughs> <laughs> I actually feel in the, in the mailbag there might be a question about Glenn from primary school, but I might be wrong. We'll see, we'll see. Because if it's not, I can tell you the story now, but anyway. Oh, I'll oh, tell, tell it away and we'll, uh, we'll bring, we might uh, bring up the question if you don't. Because it could be a different Glenn story. Oh, there's a few there. there I'd say there is. Actually, come to think of it, I'd say there's a few about Glenn. <laughs> I asked Mira, I, I won't lie, I was, I was a bollocks to Glenn, like, and... Looking back on it now, like I, I, I do feel bad and like I wish I wasn't that person, like but unfortunately I was and you can't change them things. So if Glenn's listening, I do apologise for what I did over them years. So <laughs> yeah, he's a good lad. Well you piped him up a lot in this saying how good his photography was and also like oh, well, oh, listen, credit credit credit's due where it's where it should be given, like and he is he's he's a quality photographer now, I have to say. And he he deserves a pat on the back for that, like. Yeah, now let's just knock his ego by telling these stories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I remember the day I got suspended. But that's actually when I left, actually, down Hammond's team because of Mal was there and they weren't picking me and all that. But um, so I was brought to the boy principal's office that morning and I was warned because the principal was out sick or something. And she says, Listen, Paddy, one more thing, we're suspending you. Like, and Glenn said something to me or whatever it was. 
I'd say he could have just said boo and I just went over, pushed him over there and just had the substitute standing right behind me and he's just like I was like, Oh no, that's this is this is not happening. <laughs> so, called the, the the vice principal's office and then uh I was giving me letter of suspension. I had to go home and tell me ma that was a disaster. <laughs> you tried the thing like I never touched them. Ah, <laughs> uh, listen, there was, there was no chance of getting away with it because I literally just threw them over the table. Like. So it was, it was, yeah, uh, not my proudest moment. Definitely not my proudest moment. So was that the only time you were facing suspension? I got suspended in third uh, fifth year as well. Uh, this lad, uh, uh, I don't know what his name was. But it was Colored fella, like black. I don't know what what you call it these days. Uh, so he he got smart at me and all this, and then he called me that he's gonna he was gonna shoot me and my family and all this. And I ended up re- re- revolving to the N word, calling that, and I was gonna kill him. Like I was kind of mad I was, and again, voice principal was there, and I was saying it in front of her. And we I did LCA fifth and sixth year, fifth and sixth year, and we we did swimming. For like 10 weeks and so i went swimming and then the school actually rang my man to say that they were actually suspending me but it wasn't technically a suspension it was actually to but you know your man was suspended he was suspended for like two weeks Suspect the fact that he was threatening me with a knife and stuff like that so mm. kind of evened out then it's just yeah. it's just like between lads then really yeah well that's it like you know what like as i said it was it was silly like but Fortunately, I, I, I had to deal with it. I only got to spend up a day and was allowed back in on the Friday, but sure, what can you do? But like, as I said, first the tour I spent most of the time in the principal's office. <laughs> and sixth year, I, I quieted down. And then sixth year, the principal, Miss Hayden, up there now, she, she was, I only had her for a year, but I didn't like her at all anyway. She was, just don't like our manner of things and think a lot of people still say that today but uh she actually called me up one day i don't know what i was getting called is there any chance you could talk to your brother nicky like he needs a role model in his life and i said yeah well my dad is at home like he's not gone anywhere you know he's not gonna listen to you he's not gonna listen to me like so i just, I just said listen you're just gonna have to ring me ma and my dad and just get it out there like it's just something i can do you know and, but like I did kind of feel like when I left there, I was kind of glad I wasn't going there again when we were there because I just don't think I could have done, been able to deal with the strictness that she put in. But it, it was needed. The school was like, it was mad when I was there. Like man, let everyone away with everything. Great. <laughs> bring, te- bring Teddy back. <laughs> Well, uh, maybe all that time in the principal's office that uh, taught you how to manage the teams. Yeah, on this stage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I nearly got suspended. I didn't get suspended over. There was this one, Miss O'Brien. I don't know if you were in the school then. Are you? I don't but, think so, no. You, sure, what age you? You were a few years under me, aren't you? 24. You're definitely a few years younger than me. <laughs> yeah, I'm six years older than you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I actually asked her for her number one day when she asked me for me both to put a note in the blue peg. <laughs> your number in me, in me, in me blue, blue thing. Oh, I swear, absolutely, Awa. <laughs> so, 
all up to the office again and had to do detention with Mr. Wade. Best person, best teacher in the world to do detention with. Did he have you in the music room? No, I wasn't even. No, do you know whose room you did it in? You did it in McDermott's room. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the open area where the vending machines and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did it in there. And he, you'd say to him, hey, sure, any chance listen to me iPod? And he'd say, yeah, but if Miss Lachnan and Miss Owens are... Because Miss Fallon was in charge, I think, of detention. Then any of them walk in, they catch you, you're on your own. Like, <laughs> so he didn't say you could. You know, or I should sound. <laughs> but sure, we, I used to do the all up the sleeve trick and just put my hand against me, be air there and have the headphone in it. Like, awesome. I think everyone did that at one stage. Like, uh... I think Mr. Wade being a music teacher would definitely have a soft spot for iPods anyway. So, like, you'd definitely get away with it for him. Uh, yeah. And, like, even if he didn't even do the lines properly, he didn't care. I think he felt like he was being punished as well as he had to stay back with us. So, Actually. Fallon was the worst. Oh, my God, she was the worst. Not Fallon, Franklin. Sorry, Miss Franklin. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, she was just very strict. I can't imagine there was much messing going around in her class. <laughs> Oh no, she was mad, and I don't know if she still does it. She's still there, I think, actually, or she retired. I think she's still there. I remember when I first, and nearly anyone that you talked that had her for the very first day, she yells at everyone. She says she's three rules and three rules only. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like I remember, she did that. There was a girl in our class, Sinead, and she ran out of class crying. Like I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That'd feel like real power. You shout at a class and they say, oh, that's it. I was just like, Jesus, you are mad. <laughs> but no. Uh, but she was a nice she was a nice lady now, I have to say. I actually got on great with her. Like she'd she'd actually like when you're walking past even the hall say hello and ask how you're getting on your class and all Yeah, she was a nice nice teacher now, I have to say. I think the only difference is she actually really cared about her job where it was. <laughs> but that's it. That yeah. McDermott lad, he was only a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> he was the biggest dickhead I ever met in my life. Well, what did he do to you? Excuse my language. Well, no, he did it. I mean, it wasn't just me. Like He punished myself, Vinny, Jason, the older brother, and Nicky as well. Like, we literally all had him. <laughs> he just hated those wheelings for some reason. <laughs> Like Vinny, Vinny, he hated Vinny that much. Vinny won sports person of the year in the, in the school one, the, one year. And he uh, he was Vinny's yearhead. So your yearhead presented them them uh, trophies. And he just turned and said, out straight, Vinny, I'm, I'm not shaking your hand. I'm not presenting with this. Like. <laughs> so Mr. McGinley presented him with That's terrible. I, was <laughs> I call I call him I call him an alcoholic and everything it is. <laughs> <laughs> right, get some, that might get be some huh? That might be a, be a slight reason why he's a dickhead to you. Oh, I said that a couple as the years went on, like. But uh it was he was just you could smell the drink off him anyway every morning. Like, how the fuck is he allowed to teach your kids like <laughs> Bafford retired now. I don't even know if he's dead or alive. Couldn't really care. 
<laughs> I'd say this part will be edited out. <laughs> what, what, what it in? <laughs> <laughs> so, why was the school so mad while you were there? Uh, did you have any six-year pranks? Really good ones there. Uh, no, we actually didn't because Hayden was in. So things were very tight then. So we, we wouldn't have got away with six-year pranks. Not, no, not, a, not in any way at all. Like, so, fortunately, that was kind of gone out the window. But I remember a couple of them over the years, like when I was in first year, someone put fish guts and all the vending machines. Oh, I think I heard about that one, actually. <laughs> yeah, I was rotten. It was absolutely rotten. And the smell of the school after for, eight, for weeks after. Poor old Aiden and Teresa had to clean it out. Like, and two of the most nicest people in the world had to clean it up. Did they ever find out who did it? No, sure. I can't even remember which year it was. I think it was either when I was in first and second year, but sure. You never knew because you never had the cameras up then. I think it was when I went to the third year, the cameras went up, as far as I know. Because I got, I got caught at uh, uh, the water room letting off the fire extinguisher. Me and Barry Armstrong. <laughs> literally, the door is open a small bit. You just see this big puff of white smoke coming out the door. So I literally opened the door a bit and just pulled the fire extinguisher because they were letting it off in the room. And Lachnan just put the computer out, the, the screen on and goes, well, do you want to explain? I like, oh, one of the lads inside, <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think, I think I'm right with Barry Armstrong, was, was called up to the office. If Barry ever gets on this, let him give, give his side if it was him. Not understand. I know Mark Ryan was called up over it as well. I don't know if he wouldn't, I don't think he's a no Mark. David Ryan, is it David? His younger brother, sister Grace. No. They're towards as you're going to the golf. They're beside the golf. Are you going towards the golf club? Are they on the left? No, I probably don't see. But yeah. I, if ah, they're listening, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Another year. I don't know if you were in the school for the time of the protest, are you? Uh, which protest? The time when they had all the windows in the halls screwed up, and they, and the heat in the school that week. And everyone basically went on protest in the yard. So it was nuts. Oh, I don't know. I wasn't yeah. there for that. Yeah, Mel's sister D and Lachnan trying to get the, the, all the students back into the school. Mel's <laughs> fucking sister D, huh? That was like absolute madness. Like, <laughs> the stress for teachers going in every time and it just mayhem. <laughs> I was. I listen, as I said, it wasn't a bad old school. You know, and... As I said, like, I did stupid shit when I was in there first Georgia and then just the six and copped myself on like so had to grow up at some stage. Still trying to grow up. <laughs> What's called uh yeah, Nikki uh, said he went on like a similar kind of thing to a J one, he went to Florida. Did you do anything like that? No, I've never travelled. It's one it's one of my biggest regrets is never going travelling. Um have to be still be you can still do it. Well, Caroline, she's done her travel. Like she, she's done Australia already, so it's not something that I don't think she wants to do. But listen, we've all of our lives to eventually decide, maybe years to come, say, right, we go traveling. But uh, no, Caroline did Australia. Nikki did Boca in Florida. Finney lived in Wrexham for two years. And then he's done traveling, like he's done Thailand for three weeks and... Um, I think he's gone. He's gone to America a few times, just like on family holidays. So, 
Like the furthest I've ever been to is uh, Portugal or Lanzarote, so. Hey, not that much. So we're we're not going to get into a traveling, uh, going traveling anyway. That's for sure. Bring <laughs> yourself a nice little uh, honeymoon. Can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> Might get a GoFundMe page going for it. <laughs> help, help Paddy travel. <laughs> get Paddy out of here. I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. ah, like as I said, I was going to go to New Zealand. At the time of the recession was bad here and. Uh, 2011-12 but I didn't in the end I just I stayed on here I went to college and stuff like that so instead so where would you where would be your top three most want to go to place in the world Jesus top three I'd like to go I'd like to go to Australia anyway for one just to see um I'd like you know I'd like to see the pyramids of Egypt Love to see them. I think everyone kind of has that, and the Great Wall of China definitely is another one. Like, mm-hmm. so, like, come here. I don't know how long it's going to be before we can see these places again. But like, we what we have on our doorstep here in Ireland is is enough to keep you here anyway. So, like, and just based on your picks there, the Pyramids of Egypt and Great Wall of China, are you huge into your history, Paddy? At all? Uh, no, not really. No, I wouldn't be. Like it wouldn't be a strong subject, but I do like to to know about stuff. Like if I see something that I'm fairly interested, like I'd I'd Google and try and see different things that's happened. Like like even like myself and Caroline started the crown there a few weeks ago. Like and even just kind of reading stuff on Queen Elizabeth and the royals and stuff like that. Like it is like it's intriguing. Like you know, I haven't actually seen the crown, but I've heard it's. So controversial that you nearly want to be googling stuff while you're watching it to see if it's, it's real. It, yeah, it is, and like, like even looking at it, you kind of say, "Jesus, they really don't live a nice life at all." Like, especially like the kids and all. But like, it's like you don't know how much of it is, is fiction and how much of it is is just screenplay, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even in theory, like I say, some of it's not far off. Like, but like it, it wouldn't be the the most ideal life anyway as a like to tell I, I I feel even for the the Queen it seems like a lonely enough life like Yeah well I haven't seen it yet but Yeah well imagine you, if you watch it now you'll you'll see yourself like so. Yeah. But uh what would you give out of ten so far? I'd give it an L uh, eight nine nine. It is. We're, we're on we're on the second season so like first season was good, like it's gone second now and then I know it's season four that's out now, Diana's in it and stuff like that, so and oh I'm fucking Maggie is in it as well. The whole controversy over Diane, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh I know that was that was huge, wasn't it, at the time? Oh massive, yeah. Massive. So yeah. like look at the hunger strikers and stuff like what she did, you know. Well, they could they could hardly say like in the crown that like she was a saint. Uh, you know, they killed her or something, could they? <laughs> no, unfortunately. They yeah, can't do that. <laughs> so oh. what could they say? Oh, I don't know. Let, let, leave that to the royals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, uh, no, it is good. A few good ones on Netflix there. Queen's Gambit's a good one as well. Give it a watch. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard about that as well, but, you know, I've heard a lot of people got really got into that. Tried to play chess online and 
I got really frustrated and just said, oh, like, fuck this, I don't want to play chess. <laughs> Start taking these happy pills and then saying, seeing the, the chess up in the ceiling like you're one of us. I just, like, get pissed off in lockdown. You can't even go out. Can't even play chess. <laughs> can't even <make> anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, very good. I have to say, it's very good. It was actually a great watch. It was actually, once you kind of get got on, first, first two episodes were slow enough, but... I think there's only eight episodes and a very good one. Once it gets going, like it was, it was hard to not try to stay up and watch another episode. Like, but it's 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 ended on eight, perfect, and they don't even have to do another season. But they're in talks to do a second season, which I think they will ruin it. Yeah, yeah. I find that with a lot of shows, uh, they just like get money hungry and say, "Oh, we can milk this baby," <laughs> but it's not. Uh... So they're bringing out another prison break. Like, how many times can one fella break out of a fucking prison? Like. <laughs> at one point I think they broke back into the prison come here I didn't like being out actually I want to come back in I'm going to break in this time <laughs> we got to get in here <laughs> God, I, just, I seen that there last year like at some stage and it was all over social media like oh prison break has been is, is back for season 6 I was like my god how can you actually keep going it was like lost. A lot of people like lost interest in it, like yeah. because it's just the same story. Like it was nothing was really. The first two seasons apparently were deadly, and the rest just shite. Yeah, I remember seeing the before the last season came out. The makers of it said we actually don't really know what to do. Uh, <laughs> so we're just gonna like we're gonna make a script, but we're not sure what to do at all. Like we don't have no, don't have a plan. <laughs> oh, this thing! Like, oh, I don't know. Never gonna, never watch that last one. I don't plan to. Yeah. Well, we've gotten off topic of rush uh, on this uh, rush podcast. We will we take an intermission and get right back. For the yeah, end. sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Velo? Yeah, that's all good. Okay, super stuff. Okay, and we'll be right back. Uh, and we are back, and that means it's time for the accent hour. Paddy, how are your accents? You, you didn't seem confident. Shite. <laughs> uh, well, the good news for you is we have uh, we have three options, so an easy, medium, and hard one. So oh, the- it's Nicky the easy one, because <laughs> I just talked away. <laughs> <laughs> the easy one would be uh, Snape. Uh, medium, Italian, and hard is Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Do you reckon you can pull any of them off? No. If you can't, if you have an accent in mind, like we'll take it. But uh, you know, other than that, Snape is going to be the easiest one, where it's just kind of like Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> really slow, really deep. Uh, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> just going to keep saying Harry Potter for every question. <laughs> well, we, go, we go with Snape. Okay. You know, Snape from Harry Potter. <laughs> All right. Uh, Snape, first question. What's your favorite beach in Rush? It would have to be <laughs> the North Beach. Jeez, that is tragic. <laughs> uh, why is it that, Snape? I spent most of my childhood there. Oh, for fuck's sake, this is woeful. <laughs> Oh God, I actually think, you know what, Nikki's was better than mine. Well, we're not done with you. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
I could be a mystery person, and I think we all know who it is. <laughs> we can give it a go if you like. I will stick with Snake because I'd say it'd be a bit obvious now who it is. Yeah. All right, then, Snape, what's your favorite pub and rush? It would have to be the drop. The drop. <laughs> Potter. <laughs> Sorry? Yeah, a man for the Guinness. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How many Guinnesses do you think you'd be able to drink in an hour if you were pushed? Oh, oh, about four or five. That's a good bit for an hour, what do you think? What's it called? When uh, we were playing Russian Lake, I remember uh, you drinking nearly pint for pint with Tom Faye. Would Tom Faye be one of your extreme drinking buddies that would definitely be able to keep up with you? Tom would be a good guzzler. <laughs> <laughs> but then, then he just goes dopey. <laughs> In the case that he should be on the first team. <laughs> Oh my god, lad. I'm gonna get crucified for this snake. <laughs> What's Tom's reasoning for wanting to be on the first team snake? Well he's the best player in the club. <laughs> that didn't sound very snake. That didn't sound <laughs> <laughs> Because he is the best player in the club. <laughs> Do you also feel this way, Snape? Uh, no comment. Fucking hell. Sorry for the person, lad. That's okay. Uh, yeah, but what would be your favourite uh, takeaway in Rush, Snape? Oh, it'd have to be Susie. The one and only. Susie is good to you, Snape, is she? She is good, yeah. <laughs> what the huh? What do what you want, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Susie has to be on this one of these days, as it, even on the podcast. Why is Susie on the podcast? Jesus, oh, <laughs> I can't even imagine what I talked to her about. Like she says the word spice bag at least five hundred times a day. Like you want a fucking spice bag, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know if she would she know what a podcast is? Susie know? Ah, Susie's a bit more is a bit daintier than we all think. There's there's brains there. She's a smart woman. Yeah, but she uh I don't know, she spends like three hundred and sixty four days in that chipper, like well, like Chinese. Like Oh uh, no, she usually she's gone home she not home, she goes over to London and during the year a bit to see our grandkids and our daughter. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Snape, you're losing that voice. Oh yeah, sorry. She goes over to London. Snape, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you were setting up a new business in Rush, what would it be? Uh, photography, Mr. Potter. <laughs> uh, do you think that would do better than a Thai massage parlor? 
Depends on what the Thai massage are offering. Including a happy ending. <laughs> the Kali Murray special. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's actually another podcast I need to listen to actually. It's Kali. <laughs> you you reckon he's missing a toy massage parlor in the town? <laughs> Why don't we sound surprised at Kali who said this? <laughs> he, he thinks it would do very well. <laughs> I'd do well, all right, yeah. Kali be number one customer. <laughs> Ah, fucking Collie, you back again today, boy. That's number three. <laughs> yeah, I think we gave you the wrong accent. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Can we change it to Susie? <laughs> yeah, yeah we can change it. We're going to have to do the duck points for the change, but we can change it to Susie. All right, yeah. Okay. Mind. We're on Susie now, okay? <laughs> is uh, Susie, now Susie, uh, is Bemis just a poor man's Guinness? Fucking right it is, boy. <laughs> Would you ever go for Beamish? No fucking way. Boy. <laughs> if, if they only had Beamish or nothing, would you drink nothing? Fucking nothing, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems a little harsh on Beamish. I thought uh, Beamish would have been right down your alley. No? No, Susie? No. No, what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking no way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this was this question was definitely just because like I figured you'd do the Snape voice, but uh, you and Nikki are in the Goblet of Fire in uh, in Harry Potter. Uh, who's coming out on top? Uh, fucking me, boy! <laughs> <laughs> you fucking better believe it, boy. <laughs> yeah, how the feeling you come out with that? <laughs> what, what would Nikki actually beat you at? You seem to be on top for every time. Being a goalkeeper, that's it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, his spare, and his sperm rate seems to be better than mine at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking shooting them out like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that has to stay in. Um, what's the best thing you can get from a Chinese takeaway, Susie? Fucking chicken fried rice, boy. <laughs> Curry sauce. <laughs> oh, would uh, would you get that most of the time, Susie? Or would you go for the spice bag, as everyone else seems to go for? Ah, spice bag, chicken fried rice, chicken ball, cheap, the whole lot. <laughs> or... <laughs> uh, unless you have any more questions Valo I think we can uh, drop the accent yeah I think we're all good I think we're, we're all good go. and from the accent error we'll go straight to the exclusive Pooter Cup interview uh, what story lads uh, thanks for having me on um, Sean you sent me on a few questions to answer as uh, the 2020 Pooter Cup champion uh, the first being how did it feel to win the Pooter Cup uh, it felt great to be honest. Uh, I'm delighted. It's uh, something I've always wanted to win. I think it's something all the lads want to win. So to join the small group of lads yeah, that have been able to get their hands on the trophy, it's an honour really. Um, 
it's also it was, it's a great way to top off what's been like a really crazy year and a half for myself so it's a uh, definitely something that i'll always remember um <clears throat> next question what were my thoughts before the final uh the day of the final was actually a bit mad uh myself and gar carrick who i was playing in the final uh we had a spot on the timesheet for the sunday morning and it absolutely lashed all morning we were completely rained out of it so we actually cancelled it took our names off the timesheet and we arranged to play another day and then about after an hour gar gave me a text saying it was looking like it's going to clear up if we wanted to try and get a later slot and just get out there and play it so to be honest mate i was just excited to go out and play it to be honest i didn't there wasn't really too much thoughts about it uh i was excited to get out there i wasn't really nervous at all like I, I, yeah i was pretty much just excited to go out and play and it was like at the end of the day it's just another game of golf really like so there's like you're you're gonna win or lose so there wasn't much to get nervous about but yeah i was just excited to go out there try and win it and win a win a few quid for my loyal punters who had backed me also uh which brings us on to our next questions which what are my thoughts on aurora bet and were their odds fair uh, so Aurora, which is run by a few few close friends of mine, uh, gave me odds of ten to one at the start. I think I think it was ten to one, yeah. Which were okay. Like I mean, I had no real form in the competition. I played in it once before and I failed to get out of the group. So if anything, maybe I should have been a bit higher. But I play golf regularly with the odds makers, so that probably didn't help my cause of getting bigger odds. Uh, because I think I did end up costing them a bit of money in the end, which, which is, uh, I suppose, is good for me. But, um, yeah, a few, I got a few of the lads put a bit of money, money on me, so I was uh, delighted to win some money for the likes of Billy McGuinness and Peter Rooney, who have supported me from day one. So I'm not sure how much they lost or won off it, but uh, it's always nice to beat the bookies. So hopefully, I think, I think Aurora will learn from it. Uh, next question was, uh, who do I feel was my biggest threat from the start? Uh, good, uh, good question. So my regular golf partners would be the two Langans. So knowing their game as well as I do, I obviously saw them as a threat. Uh, Mark had won a competition during the summer and was playing well, so he's always able to put up a good show. And to be honest, Kev is just a ridiculously good golfer, so... He could always go far and uh, go far in the pewter, and he did. He made it to semi, so I was obviously wary of them too. Uh, another a few other people I play a lot of golf with Mark Clerken. Mark is the people's champ when it comes to pewter, so you can never discount him from having a strong run. Uh, Louis play a lot of golf with Louis, but I, yeah, I knew he wouldn't win it. <laughs> nah, to be fair, Louis Louis hammered me in the. The group stages, he bet he bet me well, so he'll always have that, I suppose. Uh, <clears throat> who else? Uh, I played a lot of golf with Dale Kelly. Me and Dale played a lot, a lot of, a lot of matches for a bit of money, so and they were always very tight, so I knew he'd be a good competitor. Uh, and then of course you have the past champions like Mackey, Rob Costello, Robbie Farrell. Like they're always going to be hard to beat, so. Yeah, but as always, the pewter is the pewter is always a stacked, stacked field. So anyone, anyone who plays in the pewter can win it. That's the beauty of it. Uh, and a show like throughout, like I had some great matches uh, against the likes of Benso, Jack Higgins, Kev Nugent, and then of course Gar in the final. 
And to be fair, it was a it was a brilliant final. Gar played some great golf. He pushed me all the way. Uh, went down eighteen. Like can't get much closer than that. So I'm sure Gar will be back again next year. Put up another good show. Um. Next last question. Uh, do I like my chances of winning again next year and be the first player to win two in a row? Uh. Yeah. I suppose why not. At the end of the day, it's just a bit of crack with the lads, I suppose. It's an honour to win, but like it's it's even better crack just to be a part of it. And that's down to the boys who organised, to be fair, the committee. The lads put in the effort of of promoting it online and organising it. And like they're the ones who make the pewter what it is. Without them putting in the hard work and promoting it and having a bit of fun with it, it's just another golf tournament. And that's, and that's why everyone wants to win the pewter, because it's more than just another golf tournament. It's... It's probably the most uh, public and known golf tournament that's in Rush Golf Club. So uh, that's all down to the lads putting in in the hard work and making it what it is is what it is. So so yeah, why not? I'd love to win it two years in a row. But um, playing with yourself there last week, Shani, who knows? You might be up there next year. <laughs> uh, that's all that you have sent me. So thanks for having me on, lads. I'll leave it with you. Cheers. Okay, and uh, thanks for that exclusive, Jack Bentley, and uh, hopefully you just do just as well next year. Uh, now we have uh, the mailbag. Are you okay with the mailbag, Paddy? Oh yeah, let's 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 do it. <laughs> oh, well, uh, uh, okay, uh, I've got it here, so I'll get us going. Uh, can you tell us about the time you ate your dinner on the basketball court? Basketball court. Ate my dinner. <laughs> Jeez, I can't remember that. I'm not even there. <laughs> Doesn't sound rememberable. I tell you, if I was eating a dinner off the basketball court. Jeez, I was pretty desperate for a dinner, wasn't I? <laughs> my God. Maybe it was like a takeaway coming home from the pub or something. Oh, jeez, I'd have to remember when, what age it was. Oh, uh, we don't know. Depends <laughs> on whoever sent it in. I'd have to nearly ask them. Which, but genuinely. See, there was, there was two basketballs. There was one on our, the, my road on the Grove, and then there was one, the, the new one where the Astro is. So I don't remember eating dinner either place, but I said I did. I did. Jeez, I was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. If it was a takeaway, if you're eating on the basketball court, you're probably, it was probably very late at night too. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. That one doesn't stick out to me at all. And I might say I'll glass this and be like, oh yeah, now I remember it, but I actually don't. It doesn't stick out at all. Uh don't know, can't remember. If it comes back to me, I'll I'll say I'll I'll definitely fill you in on it, whatever I was doing. Reckon if I said the person who asked it, you might have a better chance to remember. Yeah, they would slip it in there, yeah. Uh, it was charters. Charters. I don't even remember charters even being around us too often. I say Charles just being a poi ball because he can't get on this podcast. No, listen, if Charles would like to remind me of it, because I know Charles listens to the podcast, so Charles, remind me and uh, uh, bring it back to me to buy a food off basketball court. I'll tell you what, if you, if you do find out, uh, you can send us a voice note and we'll stick it on the next one. Yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah. Good, good. Uh, next question, uh, if, if Paddy could change anything about Russia Leg Seniors, what would it be? Oh! <laughs> 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 uh, 
boys have no idea who sent that as well. Ah, listen, I don't. Again, it's pretty hard for me to to get into it. Like I do know people have. I've heard people give out about the seniors for a long time. I've been there. I know it can be hard to try get stuff, but like, I think the four teams, like no matter what, the first team will always be looked at, looked looked after, you know. And that's that's in every club. Like every club, the first team gets rigged out every season, and it's it, it is unfortunately that's the way sponsors go, and. I do think the seniors should be allowed to be open to getting more sponsors in. And I know more than fresh sponsor the seniors' jerseys. That's grand. Like, and I don't, the club doesn't have any issues, I don't think, with the lads getting sponsors, but it's it's trying to get the sponsors in. Like, unfortunately, I find ro- we're at a disadvantage down to the GA. The, the town seems to support the GA a lot, but they don't seem to support Rush as much. But... I don't know why, like you, you see there, even going into Super Value, uh, donate two euro over St. Morris for their project. Brilliant. Great to see Morris doing well, looking what they're trying to do to the club. They're building something there that's unbelievable, like they've an unbelievable all weather pitch. And hopefully one day, Rush will be the same. Like, but we just, we need sponsors and it'd be great to get more people involved with the club, to help the club. Like we've some very good sponsors there uh, in the club, which is great, and they support us season in, season out. Um, I think the training facilities need to be looked at big time for the seniors. I don't think Balbriggan is ideal. It never was ideal. I don't know if they're still there, are they? Uh, they are still there. Well, they're, it's not the hockey pitch anymore. It's that huge pitch. Oh, okay. So they're in the, they're on the Ash Runner. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's better than what, but at the same time, is it's it's a lot for lads to travel from Rush to Balbriggan two nights a week, pay whatever they have to pay, and then like train for an hour in the piss and the rain. Now, it's horrible. Like like one of the lads from the senior team even said it's like going out at nine o'clock at night, train till ten, and then come home. By the time you get home, you get your dinner at half ten, quarter eleven, like because. Most most lads that are well into their fitness and stuff like that will get the the right protein and stuff into them after training, like you know. So how can you do that at so late night and then go get into bed and then just sitting on top of you, like you know? Yeah. Like there is, I think, yeah. Like it's unfortunate that we don't have anything closer to the club to for lads to go training. It's a, it's it's a pity that the the all weather pitch wasn't used for what it was supposed to be used for the 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 one that was done on the grass pitch, but it's it's just it is. But I don't know. I, like getting back to the question, obviously, like what would I like to see different from the senior? I'd like to stop seeing the piss and the mountain as well. Like the piss and the mountain can be tough, you know. Like lads are just. Like, you say that while you're on a big pissing mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but like, no, it's not that. Like, you hear kind of the same people giving out about everything. And you're just like, but what do you want to do to change it, though? Like, you want everyone else to change it for you, but you don't want to change it. You know, like, uh, like I do know that Hoagie was there one stage and lads wanted them gone whatever that was about, but how he still stuck it out, done everything he could, worked his ass off for the club, you know, and I do hope how he does come back to the club, 
because he deserves Asa, another good good coach there with the tour the seconds helped the tours and now he's with the first team. Great to see Brandon Airy back, Scotty Decky Lock, like you know, so there is there's a good there's a good uh, group there but and Keith as well obviously but it's just I think trying to work together was hard. Especially as I, I on both sides of the committee and as a senior manager. And like come here, we, we asked for stuff, we were told no. <laughs> like when we when basically we were given a set of footballs and said, Listen, that's your quota for the year but then you see the likes of Decky getting a brand new set of balls and it's just like, Right, how come he's a new set and we can't even get one like but listen, that's that's all changed now as far as I know within the club and well I hope it is because it's it's not right that one manager can get like if he loses, say, because Bob Brigham was a nightmare for losing football. It really was an absolute nightmare. Like I, Fallow, I think we we started off at I think sixteen balls at the start of Bob Brigham, and after about I think a month we only had about nine footballs to play with. Think by the end of the season, I actually think we might have only had about two or three training balls. <laughs> yeah, we did. We checked, and then we ended up starting using match balls, and then we lost match balls, and then it was a case of. We had to ask Ace and Hoagie for a lend the footballs for the warm-ups and everything for our games. Like, but I think that 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 especially that needs needed. That was should have been looked at at the time. But like I was literally handed a like handed a new set of balls. Right, they're yours for the season. You lose them, that's it. And you're just like right, but like Paddy, how can they expect uh, you to effectively practice the root one ball with just little fences around you? you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mackie, Mackie didn't realise what, 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 like, he, he, he should have been given a gar pitch, for sure. <laughs> Even at that, I'd say Mackie'd still hoop the thing off the next town or something. He'd see the nets as a challenge, you know, get it over the, the nets around the pitch. Yeah. You know what? He actually made Mikey Madden look like a saint. <laughs> Mikey Madden was a devil for just booting the ball down the field. Mikey, what's you do that for? Sure, it was clear now, wasn't it? Oh, my God, Mikey. <laughs> Mikey was a devil. Like even when he played, we had him for a couple of games. And I took him off because he was just being thick. Like Mikey, why were you booting the ball like that? Sure, the fucking Asians were playing and all. All right, Mikey. <laughs> well, he he's been doing that since a young age. Uh, since we heard that story as well, that he's booting footballs into the river, like so. Climbing cars or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I I I think I was actually at that game. I think we went up. There was a few of us went up to watch it, and Mikey just kept booting the team. I was like, "You for real, Mikey?" You know, but he did what he did what was necessary, and that was clear the line. It's <laughs> definitely you not know, the two thing he's doing. <laughs> oh, I tell you, him and Mackie are riding up each other's alleyway. <laughs> they, that, I'd actually love to put the two of them in either, either net and see who can actually score against who. Who from the team? <laughs> Uh, I say Mackie would win there. Mackie is tactical, although he hoops it. He is right. Mackie has the brain, and then he, he'll raise every time Mikey kicks it. That's a two point two, mine eight point five. Come <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mac. Yeah, what's got? We go next question. There. Yeah, uh, is it true that you tormented poor Jerry, the bus driver in primary school? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I got, thrown off, I got thrown off that bus and everything in sixth class. <laughs> At had to cycle to school every day. <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, oh, it was just a disaster. It was just like the front seat was 
dedicated to me and Nicky. And then I remember nearly Christmas every year, my mom had all boys stuff for to give to her, and we'd give it to her, and she'd say, right, I'll give you, you can go and sit anywhere, sit anywhere, literally a week later, back at the front seat, you'd walk on, sit there, now. All right, Jerry, sorry. Yeah, I was a devil on the bus. It was even in school, because the school used to use Brian Rock for when you were going away, and he was an absolute grumpy bollocks. And I think anyone you ever talk to with Joey's and he ever, and getting a lift off him, he was the grumpiest man on earth. He actually pulled the bus over on the M1 one time and told us that we, he'd throw every one of us out. And then he, he pulled me, I think Gav Smith, and a few others up to the front of the bus. And I, oh, he was unreal. Man, and he'd be there shouting at you, shut up and just ride the bus, will you? <laughs> <laughs> My God. Like, he was, the, like, he, Jerry, was, Jerry was a saint. She really was. And lovely woman, I have to say. Absolute probing myself and Nikki anyway, but she had won a gold medal when we were kids, you know. So, like, uh, on the M1, you must have been doing something terrible. Well, oh, the whole, it was the whole bus, the whole bus was literally acting the, the shite like they were acting the maggot like big time, you know. And they literally, he literally was like, Here, I've had enough of this, and they're like, Here, when you can look, but like, even the teachers were a little bit taken back by it, like, like stop the bus in the motorway, and all like. Mm. Off your head. So thanks very much, Brian. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember this story about uh, putting like blueberries on her seat or something? But Nikki didn't see into it. On which seat? On a cherry seat. No, none of never blueberries. I can't remember the full story. It's something about blueberries on her bus, no? No, I never did that anyway. I was never on the bus for that. Uh, you'd never do something like that, <laughs> No, actually, no. And she's never done anything to her seat ever. Jeez, you want to be a brave man, like you know. Uh, no, um, like even a teacher seat. I never touched a teacher seat before. Nikki, Nikki, I think pulled. Was it Mister? Who's that lunatic's name? Mister Hayden. Was it Hayden? Mister Hayes. That's who it was. He was a lunatic. Remember him? Yeah, Nikki pulled. I think. Huh? The Woodward teacher, was it? Yeah, yeah, Jimmy Hayes. It was oh, Jimmy Hayes. Colin Hayes. Oh, my God. He was a man. He was a man. <laughs> he was a legend, even. It was funny. Because like, Carol had done it. I remember one time he, he, he came into us. He was substituting us in the demo room. So now the way the demo room goes up the stairs and all that jazz. And uh, <laughs> he goes to Carol Dunhill. He goes, what sort of ape are you? Like? And she absolutely <laughs> lost it. Are you calling me a fucking ape? Oh, I can't have, went ran up to the oh, she went up to Lachnan's office and everything over. And Hayes had, to be, I think Hayes was taken out of class and Lachnan kind of watches now. Jesus, Hayes was a nut job. Because I know Nicky got suspended before because he pulled the teacher's chair from him. <laughs> he uh, the, he pulled your, Mr. Brick, I think his name was. But he 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 grabbed Nicky by the scruff of the neck and all, and Nicky's like, oh, I didn't pull the chair at all, but apparently he did. <laughs> I'd say you did. Oh, I'd say so, but like, uh, fair play to Nicky Vadona. Like, he did. I don't think he got spent. I, I think he might have got spent for it. I don't know. But yeah, it was pretty mad, all right. Sounds like he's trying to get suspended. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> uh, Nicky was, Nicky was a devil in school. Thank God he, he, he grew up eventually, you know. Like as well. 
did you dropkick Stephen Allen? Oh, shit, yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez, that's a long time ago. I think I dropped kicking in St. Catherine's. If I'm I right. <laughs> oh, come here. It was mad of the madness again. Like, I just, I don't know. I think we might have got into an, uh, into a Slaggins match or something. Like, Stephen, I think, is about two, three years younger than me. I think he was up in St. Catherine's, he was. And I dropped kicked him over near the, I could be wrong, over near the, the Kenyora porch. I think I drop kicked him there. Now, now when we say drop kick, like I don't think it was a drop kick. I just think I kicked him because I don't think I li- I'd be lifting my legs that high. But uh, yeah, I did. I actually, I remember, I remember that actually. Uh, just come to think of, I forgot all about that. Jesus, Stephen, if you're listening, I am sorry. <laughs> uh, do you have another question there, Val? Yeah, sorry, I'm just trying to get over that there. Uh, just trying to... <laughs> what the fact that I, I, I lifted my leg up that high? You know, uh, the big show uh, did the like used to kick lads in the in the header. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all I'm picturing. <laughs> uh, if you could be one Simpson, who would it be? Ah, oh, Chief Wiggum, all the way. <laughs> I think about that one. Chief Wiggum is the. Li- I have to say, he is one of my favorite characters in The Simpsons. Really? Ah, uh, Chief. The Chief is the best because his one-liners are just deadly. Like it's <laughs> literally like <laughs> he is his class. But don't ask me what one now is. But you'd be so, like, I'd watch The Simpsons a lot, and just kind of waiting for what Chief Wiggum has to say. Yeah, <laughs> Willie's deadly as well. Hell, groundskeeper Willie. He's he's deadly now. I have to say. I go for probably Troy McClure. I think he's <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Valo? <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. I like. I just like his name, Barney Grumble. Barney Grumble. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barney. But yeah, you don't fit the the alcoholic kind of. Uh, I I make the sacrifice. Oh, okay, that's that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, good. That's, that's all right, yeah. I'll go with that. Is your plan on it, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather never be able to leave Rush or never be able to enter Rush for the rest of your life? Oh. I'd, I'd never want to leave. So you couldn't leave Rush. That's the best place in, in the world it is. Uh, it's a great little town, though, I have to say. It really is. Like, and, like for myself, obviously, as my family grew up in Haystown on my dad's side, you know, and then, like, even I was only talking to Mark Doyle about it there recently. Like, like the way I'd be pals with him, like Stephen Kerwin, and my dad and their dads and mans grew up together as well. Like, so that there's still that community there, you know, so... It is. It's a good out. I know. I know the town's getting bigger every day, but like, there's good people in this town. Like, you know, like, and it, it is. And it's one good thing you can take away from it. Like, there's a good little community spirit here, and like everyone does stick up for one another. Like, you know, like they're always there for one another. And if you ever need a hand with anything, like, there, there's not, there's not many people in the town that are turn you away. Like, so. And we love to hear on the Rush podcast here as well. <laughs> Never, it's like a dream to us. Never leaving Rush. <laughs> pick, 
your five-a-side team of players that you managed? Right, Craig Fortune and Nets. Um, and, and what formation are you playing as well, actually? So five. So what do we have? Yeah, go one, two, two uh, one, one, two, one, one. Back two, I would go. I had Granda on my side, so I put Granda on there. Uh, in the back there, and who else? Jesus, you fucking put me on the spot here. Uh, in the middle, I'd go Jack Fay and Big Dave up front, and the other back I'd go would be. I'm trying to think who I had in the fucking back. Sure. I'd, go you, I'd actually go you, Valo, because I did like you in the back. Uh, okay, I'll take it. Yeah, no, because I, I know you, 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 anytime I put the squad together and it was, you were in the right back again, you were just like, oh, you prefer like, Paddy, I don't like playing there. I'm just like, yeah, Valo, you're actually holding up the back line. Because it was one of the worst things about being a manager was you were friends with a lot of, a few, a lot of them. Yeah. And you were getting texts off, lads. You know, and... I kind of said to a couple, there's, there was two in particular, that, or three in particular that texted me, and they texted me all season, and there was nothing I could do about it. Um, I just said, listen, sorry, you're not, you're not fitting in. Like, you're, like any time you've gone on, you've not done what I want you to do. Like, we're lads that are starting every week, or, and it was the same three people mostly every season, all season. Like, and I was talking to Tom, he had it with them as well, so. I'm not obviously going to say names, but it was, it was, it was, that was the only part I didn't like, you know, was they text you giving out, but when you see them, they wouldn't have the bottle to send to you, you know, and one my biggest, one of my biggest things of on-field regrets I ever did was the time we played the seconds up in Bob Riggin and poor Stevie, oh my God, I have to give that lad credit, like from what he started with me, where he is now is unbelievable like Stevie put himself on a journey basically lose weight and play start or even just get played weekly and he did that you know and Stevie came along to Bob Regan even though he's training and all that and he's going to walk after him. so T-Bone came up and I played T-Bone and I left Stevie on the bench all game even though it was a friendly end of seconds personally the reason why I did it was so actually I wanted to beat seconds you know which is selfish even though it was only a friendly but my, it was the biggest letdown for myself that I did was let Stevie stand on the bench, travel all the way to Bob Regan. I didn't play him. And then I gave him the captaincy the last game of the season when he came on. And he, that, was, he, that was his thrill. Like, he was just absolutely chuffed with life going on as captain. Like, yeah. You know? And that was, like, and I, I said it to Stevie. I said, Stevie, I'm sorry I did that to you. I should never have made you come all the way to Bob Regan. I should never even let you sitting on the sideline. You should have got on that pitch. As Paul L. Rob, I put him up front and he fucking pulled his hands for the hand straight. <laughs> oh my God, I'll never forget that. Rob literally was like, I'm going to be the impact any <laughs> And bang, goes the hammer. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he was joking. Cause, uh, no, we, we all did. Jeez, remember that? Because we were all laughing the sideline. 
even a, even Asa went nuts. He did have it and said, "Yeah, some Muppets." Like, what are you there laughing? We were like, "And I just said, genuine. I thought he was actually messing." Yeah, because it looked like he just saw the long ball, and he was just like, "I'm not running for that." <laughs> <laughs> oh, but Jesus, yeah, that that ends a poor old Rob season. Yeah, if you uh, if you had to excommunicate one business, shop, pub, etc., in Rush, what would it be? Like excommunicado, gone. John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, get rid of them. Who would I ask me a car out of rush? See, I would have said the hardware at the time that was open, but that's gone. <laughs> Thank God. Um, yeah, Robin Fuckers. <laughs> yeah, I just want to screw. Yeah, that's 10 euro, please. <laughs> right, thanks. Uh, Jesus, what shock would I take over? Well, do you like the luxury carpets? <laughs> Never had any dealings with them, but the, Caroline wants to go down and give them a bit of business, so can't really do that. Oh, there you like it. Um, um, I think the pink house, brothel, got it gone. Fuck it. No, <laughs> uh, no uh, I would take out. It's a hard, that's a hard one, lads, because there's no. The last thing you want is to take a, ta- a shop out of business, especially on this time. Well, you really hate them, you do, wouldn't you? Um, I one of the beauticians. Fucking, we don't have to go with them, so. Excommunicado, <laughs> <laughs> good luck. <laughs> Sorry, girls, gone. <laughs> We're turning into a toy, a toy massage parlor for Collie. <laughs> That's it, it's done. That's it. No, one of the beauticians there. Whatever one's the oldest one there, because. I know there's a young one there that's after opening up there beside the jeweler, so won't do it to her because it's fair play to her. Um, <laughs> one of the older ones that they've made their few bob from the, the game, so <laughs> they can go work in the pink house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can't uh, give out about that. Yeah. You know, I can't you know, think of it. So fair play for them. Get your nails done while you're getting the nail, uh, lucky, lucky, sucky, sucky $5. <laughs> yeah, for a pedicure or a manicure well I don't mind I'm in for whatever else is going <laughs> crab <laughs> herpes <laughs> uh, are we done with the mailbag follow or are we um, I'll ask one more uh, who's your favourite brother we need an answer you can't say all of them <laughs> I'll say Nicky because I, I kind of slated him all through this, so I'll say he's my favourite. Ah, we beat you for saying that, though. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> be. <laughs> but, uh, do you know what, actually? The mailbag actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I was expecting a lot worse questions to come my way from shit, shit I have done. Like. <laughs> yep, well, uh you said there was three or four stories uh, of Glenn Bollard. If you want to get off your chest, like you're here, I um, think the worst hey. will always be when we were in Miss Barron's class, and I think it was just after Christmas, and I got a like a toy wrestling belt for Christmas, brought it in, and uh, I don't know what happened anyway. Again, I was just being a bully as I was to Glenn and picked Glenn up, and there was a bar still there. So I stood on the, the, the legs of the bar still 
And I tomb song them onto the concrete floor. <laughs> I mean, I tomb Johnny Martin actually was even telling that story last night to his uh, his fiance Lisa. Like, it's like Paddy Litchie picked Glenn Ballard up and he and bang gone. <laughs> <laughs> But now I was. I, I have to say, I was. I was. I was a bastard to Glenn. Now I was. And <laughs> I really did. I gave the poor lad a, a hard time in school and that. And as I said, he's not. He's not the worst lad in the world now. I have to say, he's. He's a good. He's a good lad. And as I said, the old um, photographs now are very good. Um, uh, yeah. I, I think. You, I think you saved yourself. <laughs> no, but like, oh Jesus! Like that's as I said, even the school thing pushing him over the table. Like even that, it was just silly, silly stuff, like, you know, and it's, it's just, it is what it is, you do these things. You're only a kid, you're only a kiddie, you're only a little lad. See Glenn tomorrow, throw him over the table. <laughs> no, I know, like, uh, no, uh, like, I was expecting, There's, a, I thought Duff might have put a few in now, because Duff, Duff would have a lot, like, he would have a lot. I have, I have to give you the good one on him when we were kids. His old lad called him one time. We were playing, I think, tip the can or something like that. And Duff was running backwards, right? And there was a car parked, and literally Duff turned around, bang, straight into the back of the car. Like, I mean, you could not, he could not have timed turning around any better. Bang, into the back of the car. He's on the deck he is. Oh, it was so funny. Like, it really was so funny. Um, but, uh, no, as I said, St. Catherine's is a good old place to grow up. Like, so. Yeah. With the mailbag done, uh, do you have a rant actually? Mm. I don't know. Uh, not really. There's nothing I can think of. It's just, uh, just with it's not a rant. I think just with everything that's going on, it, like I know a lot of people are listening to this, so just think with everything that's going on, I think like uh, we all just need to start being more careful who we're around and stuff like that, and like. The way we see it is we want to see the club. I want to see sports back again. I want to see the town back again. I want to see lads meet up in the pub again. You know, like, get back to normality. Like, but this thing of house parties and stuff like that, like, it's just, it's just frustrating. Because, like, your life is your house now. Like, you're literally go to work and your life is come home, go into the house, bring the dog for a walk, then come back to watch telly. Like, it's... Do you have okay. anything to say about the anti-maskers or anti-vaxxers or anything like that then? We started with them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, uh, <laughs> uh, listen, I've had a, I've kind of had it out with my cousin. I actually end up, had to unfollow her on Facebook and all. I'm still friends around it, but I unfollow. Just putting silly shit up on Facebook, like, and then I just turned around and said, you know, I even wrote her one day, I said, you know, he's a fool to laddie this, like, you know, like, we even had the brown, the doctor there, and, the fucking town, like he—he he was there, one of the head, like the 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 doctor telling you it's all a, a hoax, like 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 come here. I don't know how true half the stuff is that they, they're telling us every day, but like I just—it's a pity ever. Like we all did well during the first lockdown. Everyone tightened up the whole last second lockdown. Everyone's like right, kind of sick of this now. Third lockdown is just hell for letter. Like just don't give a shit. Like but. We just kind of have to stick with it for now. Hope that things are better in the next six to eight months. That we can go down the road for a point, see the, see the lads or anything like that. But at the moment, it is. It's just 
so it's just it's just it's a, it's a nightmare and it's i don't know it's i think everyone's feeling the same like they, they're, they're stuck to their their house and can't re- like i'm i'm not too bad thank god i'm not affected work i can still go to work tomorrow even though i'm on the sites so i'm on one of the essential sites so but even with that like it's literally the limited numbers allowed on so I think with that guy, uh, Marcus De Bruyne, I think the HSC don't recognise him as a doctor anymore because of things. I, I, I know he's gone now anyway. They sold yeah. the premises or something. So I think there's a new doctor after opening up there, Bob uh, Haven. Mm. Yeah. So um, they, they're there. So I think he, they're, they're taking on most of his new patients. Now I don't go to any doctor there in Russia anyway. So I took my business elsewhere. <laughs> I used to go to. I used to go to Dr. Murray. Fucking, he'd write you off, he would. Here, Dr. Mjern, I was a sore arm. Ah, yeah, that's a broken arm there. It looks at things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he is lethal. But anyway, <laughs> that's another day. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's got? Yeah, with the rant done, uh, what's got? Do you have anyone you'd like to nominate for the next uh, pod? Next uh, when are they going to be on next week? And uh, not next week. Valo has uh, exams, so we gotta. Didn't know delivery did exams. Learn how to tighten the bag and all. It's tough. Ah, <laughs> oh, class. And come here, did he smuggle the coke in that as well? Um, I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> um. See, a couple of lads I never really talked about on the podcast would be like Johnny and Rory, who I pal about now. Like, I'd love to hear Johnny and Rory together. They'd be good. Um, but who would I like to see? Who would I hear on the next pod? Like, I know Johnny can't commit at the moment. Mm. Um, he, he, Rory, I think, can commit. Like I don't know, I don't know. I'm only speculating. Um, like with the duos, we do love to do the duos, but we'd hate to do them over Zoom because you just get lads talking over each other the whole time. Yeah, like you, you duos, you'd have to nearly be in the same room together. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, who would I like? You know, actually, give Glenn Ballard. I'm gonna give Glenn Ballard a show. Okay. Uh, okay. Anyway, now I'd like like to hear what he has to say, obviously. But uh, yeah, Glenn Ballard. Okay, <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Hopefully, be in touch with Glenn Ballard the week after next. Hopefully, the week after next, unless Ballard has more exams. And uh, yeah, because uh, before we leave you, is uh, Ballard and I, because you got new mics for Christmas, we're going to try to utilize them as much as you can. So, it might be another podcast based on like Ben. <laughs> uh, because Ballard and I. Hate that there's a uh, bookies in every town in Ireland, and we want to shut them all down. That's why we're making a sports podcast to tell you bets on various sports that uh, that we believe will come up, so we can drain all their funds. Uh, we don't know what to call it yet, but uh, be in, get in touch. Uh, yeah. So, uh, how's that for you, Paddy? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, rant wasn't really a rant, but and um, like didn't. I don't. Know, I don't. I don't know if you're expecting a lot more out of me, but like, don't know. Oh no, uh, the whole pod was kind of a rant, Paddy. So like that kind of like uh, ticked it off, ticked off that box. Yeah. Oh, well, that went very well. Yeah. So come here, but if Glenn can't do it, 
I nominate Aaron Kelly as well. If, if, if Glenn can't, I know he's don't really do too, but if Glenn is unavailable, I'd love to hear El Aaron. He'd be good. Yeah. Two photographers. I'm not I am not giving John Charter the fucking vote. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> John, you're gonna have to wait your time, bud. but <laughs> uh, uh yeah, do you, how do you think the uh, worked out, Bello? Yeah, it was really good. Enjoyed that one. Okay. So uh hope to see you for season four in a few weeks. Uh see you later, buddy. Thanks very much, lads.